to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello, my friends. Here's another episode that we're going to be dealing with today in regards to neuropathy and foot pain and what shoes you should and shouldn't be wearing. Last week I talked about the back. This time we're going to be talking about neuropathy and nerve pain, which is everything that we deal with every single day. But again, I want to thank you for all being here today and being part of my podcast. Alright, so let's get started here. If you or a family member suffers from neuropathy, one of the most important things you can do is to choose your footwear wisely. Neuropathy means nerve pain. The peripheral nerve system ranges all over your body and leads the spinal cord and brain to the internal organs, skin, muscles, and glands. Peripheral neuropathy causes pain and numbness in the extremities like the feet and hands. Diabetes is one of the most common causes of neuropathy, but not the only one. Traumatic injuries, infections, metabolic disorders, and toxin exposures can also cause this nerve damage. Neuropathy causes a loss of sensation in the extremities, or burning, tingling, weakness, or paralysis. Protect your feet. It's easy to see that because neuropathy impairs sensations in the feet, Patients with neuropathy must always protect their feet by wearing shoes. Never go barefoot. Even a minor cut or sore on the feet can get infected and worsen in an ulcer if it's not spotted. Patients with neuropathy may also injure themselves by falling because they can't feel the walking surface under them. Be a smarter shoes shopper if you have neuropathy. So here's some tips on shopping for shoes. Shop in the day when your feet are largest. As a shoe salesperson to measure both feet at each time. Look for shoes made of stretchy, soft leather. Lace-up shoes stay on your feet better than slip-ons. Choose shoes with an extra cushioning that feel really comfortable right away. Shoes specifically made for patients and diabetes are a good choice for anyone with neuropathy. They offer good protection and comfort with a rounded toe box to allow the shoes plenty of room. Especially prescribed therapeutic shoes are good options, especially if you have any foot deformities along with neuropathy. Some therapeutic shoes are extra deep with custom fitted inserts to redistribute pressure. High heels, worn for periods of time, are allowable for women with neuropathy. 
and only use them for short periods of time. But if you also have poor blood circulation or a foot deformity like hammer toes or bunions, leave those high heels in the closet. Avoid flimsy sandals as they offer little protection. Don't wear sandals with straps between the toes that you can cause undetected irritation or blisters. Take good care of your feet so small problems don't escalate into long-term trouble. So before we get to the shoes, let's talk about seven winter uh, foot care tips for neuropathy. During the winter months, it's crucial for people living with diabetes to take extra special care of their feet. And here's some items that you should watch for. Keep your toenails trimmed. Untrimmed toenails can lead to ulcers and infections. Trim your toenails after a bath or shower when they are softer. Be sure to cut them straight across. Thick and crumbly and discolored nails may require podiatrist care. Wear proper footwear. When choosing winter footwear, keep the weather in mind. They should be properly padded, be able to protect your feet from snow and ice, and have enough space so blood flow to your feet is not restricted. Avoid footwear that is made using manufactured materials that can trap moisture. Your shoes and socks should promote air circulation and wick away moisture. Wash your feet daily. Diabetic neuropathy and diminished circulation can reduce the function of your feet's moisturizing glands. Apply moisture to your feet after washing them. Avoid the areas between your toes. Next, examine your feet daily. Examine the area of the pressure areas of your feet and between your toes. Look for sores, corns, calluses, color changes. Keep your feet dry and warm. Gently dry them using a soft towel. Being sure to dry the areas between your toes. Change out the wet shoes and socks as soon as possible. Next is monitor your glucose levels. This is very important here. Take your medications as re recommended. Uh, report any lows or highs to your doctor immediately. Exercise and eat a well-balanced diet, low-fat dairy, whole grains, and fruits. Avoid smoking. Curtail your intake of alcohol. Next, avoid excessive heat. Be careful when you use foot baths, electric blankets, and heating pads. Always test the temperature of your bath or shower water before getting in. Avoid hot, hot water bottles, heating pads, and heated foot massages devices. Items that are too hot can result in the second and third degree burns. I'm going to go ahead and keep continuing uh, talking about different foot issues that you may have before we get into the shoes. I think that's a really good topic to uh, talk about because, you know, with us having this debilitating disease, it can be very, very easy for us to have sores or anything on our feet and end up losing our limbs. So we don't want that to happen. So let's be quick here and talk about five causes of top of the foot pain. Have you ever had top of the foot pain? I have. It doesn't feel well at all. While pain on the top of the foot may not be as common as other foot problems, there are a variety of factors that can contribute to debilitating pain and injury to the top of the foot and toes. Dropping your phone on your foot is one common occurrence that can even break a toe, so be careful. So here's five causes of the top of the foot pain include 
fracture, small foot bones can be quite fragile, and they can suffer serious injury from impacts from stubbing or dropping something heavy on your foot. Stress factors on the top of the foot can also be caused by a decrease in bone density due to osteoarthritis. Don't wear tight fitting shoes. Shoes that are too tight and restricted can cause pressure, swelling, and tenderness on the foot. Systemic diseases. Arthritis and other systemic diseases like peripheral artery disease may cause fluid buildup around the bones and joints on the top of your foot. Nerve damage from diabetes inflammation from tendonitis can also create pain and discomfort. Next is hormone imbalances. Pregnant or menopausal women often experience top-of-the-foot pain caused by hormones changes and finally getting older every day. Your bones and muscles weaken as you get older, contributing to pain on the top of your foot. So you should talk to your doctor as soon as possible so he can get you a, uh, get you in to see a podiatrist. So, tarsal tunnel syndrome is a nerve condition in the foot similar to the more commonly known carpal tunnel syndromes, which is a nerve condition that affects the wrist. In both syndromes, pressure on a major nerve causes the problems of burning, numbness, pain, and tingling. In the case of tarsal tunnel, this is the tibial nerve that passes through a hollow area in the ankle, the tarsal tunnel, along with other nerves, blood vessels, and more. A variety of conditions and injuries can contribute to inflammation in the tarsal tunnel and surrounding area contributing to the formation of the syndrome. So here's some uh, risk factors you need to take into consideration. Having varicose veins make nerve compression more likely. Stress and inflammation from a poorly treated angle injury. A complication of systematic disease like osteoarthritis and diabetes. Some of the symptoms of tarsal tunnel trouble include the following. Loss of feeling in the toes. A tingling or burning sensation. Radiating shooting pain into other areas of the foot and lower leg. Doesn't it seem like to you, as it does to me, that all these different features that happen with nerve pain upon us all seem like they affect all the same areas. It's just, you know, so hard how they can tell what's wrong with us and what isn't, you know. In the beginning of the last year is when I got tested for my um, carpal tunnel uh, issues that I have in my hands and... You know, that was something I guess is going along with the neuropathy. Neuropathy is eventually affecting other areas of my body as I progress with this disease. If you are experiencing symptoms of tarsal tunnel syndrome, you should consult your foot doctor, uh, foot care professional to help prevent any further complications. That was kind of interesting. Let's pick another category here. You're, you're really going to like this because there are so many different categories on this uh, webpage that I'm using. And, of course, I'll be putting it on my um, neuropathy Facebook page. But there's so many things that you could go over, different kind of diseases and different kinds of issues and pains and sprains. It's, it's pretty good. I like this. Here's a good one. Let's talk about this. Six tips for protecting your feet in the summertime. I know we're uh, just past summer, but 
This might be something to consider next year. There are a few experiences that are more liberating or relaxing than walking barefoot on the sandy beach with the warm sand between your toes and the sounds of the waves lapping at the shoreline. But proper foot care is crucial part of your daily care when you live with diabetes, unfortunately. This condition never takes a day off, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun in the sun. Keeping some key health precautions in mind will help keep your feet in the tip-top shape so you can really enjoy the summer. So first one is be smart when selecting your footwear. The most important consideration when choosing footwear is proper, proper fit and protection. Wear the correct size. If you haven't had your foot measured recently, do it now. Make sure that the shoe fits properly to prevent excessive rubbing or blisters. Closed toe shoes made of breathable materials fit comfortably and protect the soles of your feet are the ones that you need to look for. Next is check your feet daily. If you have diabetes, the one this one should already be part of your daily routine. Examine your feet looking for cuts, blisters, cracks, or any type of broken skin that could be affected. Don't forget to check the bottoms of your feet and your ankles. Next, don't go barefoot. Try to avoid walking barefoot altogether because with diabetes, your circulation and the sense of feeling is compromised. Even a few minutes of walking barefoot could put you at an alleviate elevated risk of a cut or puncture. Even a quick trip to the mailbox on the hot driveway could cause blisters on the bottom of your feet, so keep your feet protected and covered. Here's a good one right here, and I do believe in this right here. Wear compression socks to eliminate odor. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that the odor part, I'm just saying that when I wear my compression socks versus other socks, I can feel the difference in my feet and circulation. This can be a challenging one, especially because of the heat. But if you are disposed to swollen feet, prop up your feet and wear compression socks as often as possible. Keep in mind that you, you want to prevent more circulation issues, and compression socks help diminish swelling by encouraging an upward flow of blood. Next, remain watchful with your blood sugar levels. Monitoring your blood sugar levels is the best way to remain healthy year-round. Monitor your blood sugar, take your medication, and eat healthy diet and exercise. Next, keep your feet moisturized. Applying moisturizer to your feet daily will help prevent cracked dry skin, which can turn into an infection or sores. Remain mindful of anything that could eventually affect or make you more susceptible to developing a sore or an infection. So just to reflect on those things that I just talked about before I get into the shoes here. The things you need to remember is why do you need specialized shoes for neuropathy? What to look for in a shoe for neuropathy? Features of a good neuropathy shoe? And reviews, the best neuropathy shoes available. So you always want to look for um, the shoe to have uppers, you want it to have a breathable, lightweight upper. The width needs to make sure that it's appropriate to your foot. Cushioning, comfortable cushion and arc support soles. And you have to have, you need to have a good outsole, which is durable 
and high traction rubber outside sole. So remember, I'll post this website so you, all of you can look it over yourselves uh, and get a better understanding of what I'm talking about and things that you need to look for. But let's, uh, we got about four or five minutes here. Let's go ahead and talk about the shoes. Um, the shoes for neuropathy. The first choice that they picked out was one from Apis. Apis is a comfortable and supportive walking shoe ideal for people with neuropathy affecting their feet. The fit is adjustable with Velcro closures. Those are the kind of shoes I wear um, when I go to church. And the uppers consist of synthetic leather, leather with ventilation to keep feet cool. And also the same shoe is recommended for uh, men. Uh, of course, the style is a little bit different, but it's the same company, same shoe. Number two is a neuropathy dress shoe. Uh, it's from Orthofeet and it's called Avery Island. In the winds, it's called, it's also from Orthofeet, but it's called Salino. So with these shoes here, you're going to get a comfortable Oxford design lace-up shoe. And for the ladies, a slip-on pump with a low heel. Both shoes are available in wider selections. Extra depth and comfortable, soft and comfortable leather upper and, and lower, excellent arch support, and a durable rubber. Number three is the Neuropathy Slip-On Shoe. They're from uh, Skechers. They're both the same for the men and women, different styles, of course. And these are called Skechers Go Walk, five prized for men and for women. The Go Walk 5 for Skechers is another very lightweight, breezy, and comfortable shoe for neuropathy in the hot summers. While this shoe is a closed shoe, it is very lightweight, breathable, and cool, offering protection and comfort for feet with neuropathy symptoms. And the shoe is also machine washable. Alright, number four, neuropathy walking shoes. They're both, again, the same type, Profits, Stupability, ST for men and women. And these offer a soft and breathable fabric, uppers, and comfortable moisture-wicking interior lining. These are great for stability and is perfect walking shoe for imbalance in persons with neuropathy. So let's talk about uh, some sandals. They're both from Bergensock. They're both the same style, Arizona, and for men and women. Again, colors vary. So those sandals have uh, good traction, and they're available in a few selections of color that you can choose from. The next sandal is going to be called the Fisherman Sandal for Neuropathy. And one of them is called Orthopete Clearwater, and for the women is Orthopete, Orthopete Naples. It's a soft leather and mesh, or upper with open caps of ventilation and cooling. It's also a durable and high traction rubber outsole. And there's some other features with that also. Your next number seven is the running shoe for neuropathy. And they're both the same types, Hoka 1, Clifton 8. And they're both going to be, the toe box is comfortable and roomy with mesh uppers, ideal for neuropathy in the feet. They have a thick rocker design sole, improves stability motion, and protects your feet. Now that, that shoe looks a lot better than the ones I wear. So does this one here. These number eight is from New Balance. And they are called, they're both the same style again, New Balance 420VA. On these shoes right here, they have soft uppers, a wider width, and again, they are a breathable shoe. 
and along with durable rubber outsole, you have better stability and underfoot protection. And finally, another neuropathy walking shoe are the Adidas. They're both the same uh, style, Adidas EQT, for women and men. Different colors again. The uppers are flexible and adaptable, comprising of breathable and flexible prime knit textiles. There is also a smooth lining to absorb moisture and prevent friction. You can also choose between a few color variations in this shoe model. So that's pretty much a, a real small list of shoes I gave you right there. There's, like I said, there's a lot more on this um, website that I'm going to make sure that I input. There's also things, to, you know, other things that you can look at, other shoe types for different kind of um, issues that you might have with your feet. Maybe just not neuropathy feet, but other things. So that's something that I think will be really helpful for people to look this over because you know we want to protect our feet and shoes are the most important thing for someone that has a rough feet like ourselves so we really need to watch how we take care of them so that wraps it up for the shoes here i wanted to let you guys know next year i've got a whole line of new episodes that i'm going to be talking about i've got new subjects new things that i have recently found that i didn't know um topics that we could talk about so I can't wait for that. That's going to be good next year. But with this episode, we're closed now. And I would like to thank all of you for being here, being part of this podcast, and taking your time to listen to me, of course. But you know what? I have fun doing this. I love what I do. And if I can help anybody in any sort of way through this podcast, or even just the websites that I make sure that I get to you with all the information i found, Thank you for spending your time with me. Don't forget my affiliates out there. Check on those. There's some really good deals for us and for everyone that uh, listens to this podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.